The following is a Cryptocurrency Wire audio production. Cryptocurrency Wire is one of 50 plus trusted brands from the Investor Brand Network, IBN. As a multifaceted financial news and publishing company, Investor Brand Network uses its network of more than 5,000 key distribution outlets, as well as other corporate communication tools, to introduce public and private companies to a wide audience of investors, consumers, journalists, and the general public. Our reputation for highly efficient communication strategies is based on the experience and relationships our team has in the space. It is Investor Brand Network's unwavering commitment to connect the investment community with companies that have great potential and a strong dedication to building shareholder value. The following interview may feature a client partner of Investor Brand Network. Investor Brand Network may have been compensated for the production of this interview. Please be sure to read our entire disclaimer for full disclosure. Thank you. And here today is your host, Stuart Smith. Welcome back, everybody, and thanks so much for joining us. I am your host, Stuart Smith, and I am excited to bring you today our guest, John Truman Wolf, who is a number one best-selling and international award-winning author. His book, Exposing the Real Forces Behind Global Financial Crisis, here's the book title, The Coming Financial Crisis, A Look Behind the Wizard's Curtain, has become a number one Amazon bestseller. His book, The 99 Strongest Banks in America, gives the readers almost 100 banks whose financial statements Wolf has personally reviewed for their strength and prudent financial management. Wolf is also the editor and publisher of the Strategic Financial Intelligence, a monthly newsletter dealing with investing, politics, and the economy. That can be found at www dot strategic financial intelligence dot com i welcome to the show now john truman wolf john how are you today um excellent Stuart. thanks so much for having me oh thank you absolutely for taking the time to call in and speak with us today we've got some topics that we'd love to dive into with you i gave quite a background on yourself but if you would could you tell us a little bit more about yourself as the guest today sure i was a, a banker in uh the San Francisco area, and then later uh, in Beverly Hills, I moved to Southern California, and then formed a business management company with my partner. Business management is a niche industry in Los Angeles and New York. We handled the business and financial affairs of entertainment people, actors, actresses, producers, directors, screenwriters, et cetera, et cetera. So I was the CEO of that company for uh, about 20-some-odd years. And then uh, about a decade ago, I retired from that company and began writing. And so I write and I publish the newsletter that you mentioned, Strategic Financial Intelligence. And that's a 25 words or more quick uh, summary. Well, very good. We appreciate that. We're going to take a deep dive, listeners, into strategicfinancialintelligence.com. I want you to pull up that URL as I speak with John today. But John, let's talk a little bit about digital currency and your take on it. Has digital currency gone mainstream, John? Well, it's, you know, it's at the doorstep of mainstream, very much so, particularly the last I don't know exactly when it would start, but, uh, you know, the last 18 months, maybe a very profound announcement yesterday taking in mainstream was that PayPal agreed to accept it as payment and settlement and so forth for its, I 
can't remember the number of users. I think, you know, millions and millions and millions of users, 430 some odd million users, and it's 20 million uh, vendors. So that's Bitcoin. And uh, when PayPal kind of opens the door for it in that way, it really stepped into the mainstream. So yeah, there there are, I mean, Bitcoin was the original, you know, granddaddy of, of uh, digital currencies, of, of cryptocurrencies, hit the market in 2009. And for, I don't know, two, three years, it was all by itself. And then others started joining. And there are today, uh, stores some 7,000 cryptocurrencies. And while you know, a lot of them are fodder. Uh, many of them are, are strong entities. Uh, some represent world-class products and services. Some do not. And the cryptocurrency market today is around $335 billion, about a third of a trillion dollars. So, yeah, mainstream, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, again, I'm cruising through your website right now. Uh, obviously, these articles, you're no shrinking violet yourself. I appreciate your uh, take on a lot of things, John. You've got some very good perspective on a lot of different areas, not just cryptocurrency. But let's talk about China and a national digital currency next. Well, China has I'll back up and, and say the I write that newsletter every month, and last month's newsletter was on the global rollout of digital currencies across the planet by central banks. Now, it's an important difference for your, re, for your listeners to understand that there are cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and names some of your folks may know, Ethereum, Ripple. Those are decentralized cryptocurrencies. In other words, there's no central authority, and those trade outside of the range of banks and governments, Bitcoin being, again, the, the leading one. There is also a uh, massive movement right now uh, by the central banks of the world to roll out digital currencies into the bank accounts of me and me to replace cash with zeros and ones. This is coming. This isn't conspiracy theory stuff. This is... This is happening, and a report by uh, the Bank for International Settlement, a bank that most people have probably never heard of, but is the, I call it the godfather of the global financial mafia, the, the Bank for International Settlements in Basel, Switzerland. They're in Basel, Switzerland. Swiss law doesn't affect it. Its employees are immune from prosecution. They have their own law enforcement militia on the property. This place is above the law. It is the central banker's central bank. So the Fed, the Bank of Canada, the Bank of Italy, the Bank of Japan, et cetera, all belong to that bank. It issued a study uh, some months ago detailing the implementation of digital currencies into bank accounts. Now, those are centralized digital currencies, meaning there's a central authority that controls them said 80% of the planet's central banks were in the process of either testing or in, some, uh, or in some cases implementing digital currencies. They just issued a study about four or five days ago, very recently, along with the, B the Bank for International Settlements, along with the key major central banks of the world, documenting the rules for uh, digital, uh, digital currencies. They issued along with the U.S. Fed, the, the European Central Bank, and, and others. Now, 
that long-winded background is to say that China uh, is the leading industrial nation in digital currencies, and they are now operating digital currencies in four states in China. That This is happening now, and people are being paid in digital currencies in these four uh, cities, provinces. So China's kind of leading this, but, but it's coming. The uh, U.S. Fed had been kind of laid back on the subject and then announced a project with MIT, the Boston Fed. Um, your listeners may, may well know there are 12 Federal Reserve banks, 12 offices, and the Boston Fed announced a program with MIT to explore digital currencies. More troubling than that is that the president of the Cleveland Fed a woman whose name escapes me right this minute, was giving a speech to, as a public speech to the Chamber of Commerce or something there in Cleveland. And she talked about the Federal Reserve, the U.S. Federal Reserve Bank bypassing banks entirely. This will raise your eyebrows. And having Americans establish their bank accounts with the central banks, bypassing the banking system and then putting uh, zeros and ones into your bank account. This, of course, makes a doormat out of the uh, Fourth Amendment. Uh, the central banks can follow everywhere you spend your money, control your behavior. It's not a, it's not a pretty seed. So that's a very long-winded answer to China. Right now, China is the main industrial nation implementing this. The uh, governor of the PBOC, the People's Bank of China, said that they may roll it out fully by the Beijing Olympics in 2022. So, John, you've talked a lot about China, and here we are in the United States in a tumultuous time with the election cycle that is right at hand. So let's, your, let's get your take on here in the United States and what we've gone through here in 2020. Well, of course, uh, you know, folks that follow the news have seen the president uh, back and forth with Chairman Xi it's a, uh, you know, an economic knockdown drag out. There is a, uh, a recent issue of the uh, my newsletter. I dealt with the financial war between the U.S. and China, and particularly as it relates to gold. Some years ago, when I first published uh, the book that you mentioned, a friend of mine in Taiwan sent the, uh, sent the book to some friends of hers in Beijing, and she sent me an email, and she said, you know, the Chinese government would like to talk to you about the, the solutions in the book. And uh, I thought it was a joke. You know, I said, good, have them fly me over business class and put me up in this particular hotel, which I'd been to Beijing, and I do some of the nicer hotels. And she sent me an email back. She goes, oh, they'll fly you wherever you want. They'll put you up wherever you want. So long story short, I, you know, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, the PRC, the People's Republic of China, <laughs> flew me to Beijing. I spent about a week there talking to some, you know, reasonably prominent people. Uh, and among others, I had dinner with uh, the president of China Gold, which is a 60% government-owned gold mining company. China is the biggest gold producer in the world. This guy's got 40,000 employees. 40,000 employees, and he was buying up gold mines around the planet like Pac-Man. So they're very focused on uh, the strength of their currency. He was talking about backing the Chinese currency, the yuan, or, or the renminbi. The, that currency has two names, 
the renminbi, and they abbreviate that RMB, and then the yuan. But backing the currency with gold, they haven't, you know, officially moved in that direction. And the fact of the matter is, there is, you know, gold. There isn't enough gold for them to do that. But uh, that's their thinking. It's a very strange situation, Stuart, when the beacon of free enterprise, meaning the United States of America, uh, is now sitting with twenty. Seven billion uh, trillion dollars in debt, and the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, has three trillion in reserves. A trillion of that is uh, U.S. debt. So um, this is uh, kind of a uh, you know a natural one might say evolution of the uh, economic competition. China now and and has been for some years the number two economy on the planet. And a lot of cyber warfare going on between the countries, and I, and, you know, I expect this to continue. I could get more specific. You know, I don't know all the tariffs that Trump has put on the, the Chinese, but he, you know, he did, and not to get partisan about it, but he did stand up to those guys and have them quit ripping us off uh, uh, price-wise. So um, I, I expect this to continue. Well, whether you're partisan or not, we appreciate your take on that. And I'm going to ask you, since you put it out there, we have an election here in the United States. What do you see as November and December? We've seen a lot of people say that, hey, if a blue wave hits, we're going to face a tremendous amount of headwinds. There's other people minimizing that. We know there's editors and writers on both sides of the of the aisle, as well as the fence. What's your take on the rest of just 2020, financially, economically speaking, since we are in a very petulant election process? <laughs> Petulance, a good word. Well, uh, obviously, as you, as you point out, it, it very much depends on who wins the election. Regardless of who wins the election, however, you know, the Fed has put an additional three-plus trillion dollars into the economy. That's a lot of money. A trillion dollars is a lot of money, and three trillion is three times that. And regardless of, of who wins the election, with that amount of money and the production, uh, the GDP, where it is, which is not good, we'll have inflation, uh, Stuart. Inflation for folks that don't get, not to get technical, but Inflation is basically defined as the amount of money in circulation relative to the goods and services. So if, if you and I are sitting in a, in, in a room with 20 people and everybody's got 10 bucks in their pocket and I'm at the front of the room and I've got an orange and, and people want to buy the orange, the, the, the orange will eventually sell for $10. If all the people in the room have $100, then the price of that orange is going to go through the roof. And we have in the, in the U.S. now a dramatic increase in money and a, actually a, a slight decline in the GDP, the products and services. So uh, one thing I expect after the election and into 2021 will be inflation. Again, not to get partisan, but just to speak economically, if I listen to, you know, listen to Biden and his comments relative to the economy, he's going to get rid of the Trump tax cuts, which have been good for the country. More taxes, of course, aren't good. The, the country's, uh, as we all know, kind of struggling and uh, I think to uh, a decent success to come out of this virus nonsense and, and get back to normal 
if taxes are increased, it will squash whatever recovery is going on. So um, that's that's one look at it. Well, once again, listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in, and I want you to take the time to go to strategicfinancialintelligence.com. And today, we're speaking with John Truman Wolf, once again, number one best-selling and international award-winning author. John, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your takes. I appreciate your input on where you see not only just the cryptocurrency, but China and its moves. And of course, here domestically, the United States, as we both put out there, petulance, a good word for it. We are in an election cycle and it's going to be a rocky road. But I think as always, Americans show the resilience to survive these times and corporations and corporate America, number one, show the resilience to pull us through anything, even the COVID-19 global pandemic. Thanks for your time, John. It was my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, for John Truman Wolf, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening. This audio interview is an original broadcast provided by Cryptocurrency Wire. Cryptocurrency Wire, CCW, is a crypto wire news and content distribution syndicate that provides access to a syndicate of wire services via InvestorWire to reach all target markets, industries, and demographics in the most effective manner possible. Cryptocurrency Wire is another brand under the Investor Brand Network. Investor Brand Network may receive payments for corporate communication relations, as well as various press releases and social media solutions provided to its clients. You should assume that officers and directors of Investor Brand Network or financial analysts mentioned hold a position in and may intend to trade the securities for their own accounts. This interview is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be, or should it be construed, as investment advice. As in all investments, investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with the registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This audio interview by Investor Brand Network is not purport to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used and statements of fact have been obtained from featured company and other sources, but not verified nor guaranteed by Investor Brand Network as to completeness and accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. Please see our full disclaimers and disclosures at InvestorBrandNetwork.com.